friend. Welcome to another episode of Burnt Out to Badass, the place where we are normalizing the conversation of burnout around burnout and recovering through burnout. Today, my guest is the amazing Dr. Karen Wallowick. She's a board-certified OBGYN. She did a residency training at Rush University in Chicago. She worked for a large multi-specialty practice group for over 12 years, and she talks about it today on how she left to start her own private practice. She now runs her own gynecology practice called Wallowick's Women's Health in Downers Grove. So if you're in the Chicago area, come over and hang out with her. She's happily married with three beautiful kids and loves having the freedom to spend time now with her family and run her own practice the way she wants to run it. Dr. Wallowick is a diehard feminist and is passionate about empowering women with the knowledge to take control of their fertility and overall health. All right, well, sit back, relax, and enjoy this conversation with me and Dr. Wallowick. Here we go. Welcome to the podcast, my fellow physician colleague, Dr. Karen Wallowick. It's so great to have you here on Burnt Out to Badass. Hello, I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So as we were talking before we got on the recording, this podcast is all about telling like the raw, real story of what burnout has been like for you and then also kind of your journey through. So back up in time a little bit and give me a little bit of a sneak peek of what what those times of burnout were really like for you. Uh, let's see. Gosh, I, I'm an OBGYN and... Um, you know, I was working for a big healthcare company for about 12 years. And, you know, in the beginning, honestly, it was great. I loved my job. I loved my life. I loved what I did. And kind of towards the end of the past couple of years, it just seemed to just be getting busier and busier and busier. And work just kind of became all encompassing. It, it took over everything. And, you know, to be honest, I started having some dark thoughts about it. I really did, you know, just uh, couldn't really see a way out of it. And, was starting to get worried. I was. And on the outside, do you think people knew or did you keep up the facade? No, yeah, you're so busy, you know, and you and you know how to doctor. I mean, that's that's all you do. So, you know, you're used to listening to other people's problems. You rarely talk about yourself or your own problems. So, no, probably not. Not so much. And what did it feel like on the inside for you when you were kind of in that really dark place of burnout? You know, it feels terrible. I felt like I was a failure, to be honest. You know, I should be happy. I've achieved everything I wanted to achieve, you know, working hard, successful and and not happy, you know? So you you kind of feel like a failure. Like what's wrong with me? Why can't I keep up with this? I saw a great Instagram post recently that was like I was told I could always have everything what I wanted and you know, if I worked hard enough for it, but no one ever told me that when I got it, it wouldn't make me happy. Right. Yeah. Right. That like happiness comes along the way. Yeah. Yeah. That's a tough thing to realize sometimes, you know? Right. And so for you, was it like that final dark night of the soul or was it a eureka moment that you were like, okay, like something's got to happen? Yeah. I can't say there was one big defining moment. Just each day just got a little bit tougher. And I just, just really started thinking like, if I, if I keep going like this, I, I, I just can't keep going like this. I can't keep doing this. There, there has to be another way, you know, there has to be another way to, to, to do this job where I'm not just, 
you know, I'd get it, especially like on call. So I feel like in the morning I would get to the hospital, you know, 7 a.m., start my call. And I felt like I'm getting on a treadmill, you know, and I'm just going to start running and I cannot stop. I cannot stop. I've got to go around. I've got to go see patients. I have patients in the office waiting for me. There's things that, you know, people in labor. It's just, you're going to see how much chaos your day has ahead of you. And all I know is that in 24 hours, it will end one way or the other, but there's no, getting out of it. There's no, it's kind of enjoying it even anymore. It's just seeing how much stuff I have to put up with and get through till I get to that 24 hour mark. And it's just, I wasn't happy anymore. Doing yeah. That. that hamster on the wheel. You're like, I hate my wheel right now. <laughs> For me, it felt like diving into the deep end of the diving pool. And yeah. like, I just had to make it through the whole day holding my breath. Yeah. And it got really hard. Yes. But then I knew I could come up for air hopefully sometime soon. And hopefully there wasn't a hurricane happening in that pool. <laughs> Gosh, it's terrible, right? But yeah, that's my comforting thought. Well, eventually this will end. Eventually it, it has to. Enough time will pass. And so many of us do that. Like, okay, when I get to win, when the kids get old enough, when we have enough retirement, like we keep doing that delayed gratification. What was finally the like straw that broke the camel's back? When you stop like the delaying and like the keep pushing through and putting your head down. I just had a real honest conversation with my husband and, you know, just, I I am not happy. This is, it's too much. I feel like I'm letting everybody down. And, and, you know, if if I left, I feel like I'd be letting everybody down. And, and he, he was, you know, he was very supportive of me, you know, which I'm grateful for, because I feel like if he had said, you know, just, you just got to buck up and, you know, keep going, you know, that I've you know, maybe would have done that a little longer until something really bad happened. But, you know, we just had an, an honest conversation about it. He's a, he's a doctor too. So he gets it. And, you know, my, other things that happened too with the job, my, my salary had gone down. Our group sold out to a private equity group and it wasn't, you know, I, felt, I had no control over my job anymore is what I felt like, no control over my schedule. So we just knew it wasn't going to get better. There weren't any, any other things that I could do myself to make the job better. Uh, it was just a matter of you staying or going at this point. Yeah. So. It's like when you exhaust all of those side roads or ifs or maybes. And so it sounds like you got to the end of that and you're like, yeah, I'm done. How did that go down? <laughs> well, it was, it was scary, but yeah, certainly we had, I mean, certainly, you know, we department meetings and all that. And how can we, you know, make this better. And, you know, and there was never any concrete answers that things were going to get better. So then I, you know, finally sat down and talked it over with my partners and told them I wanted to leave. And, you know, and, and that's stressful because, you know, I know how under stress they are and to have one less OBGYN on call means they are taking more call and they all have lives and families too. And it was terrible. And I felt like a failure and I'm letting them down and I felt terrible about it. Did you do anything to help with all those emotions and feelings that were bubbling up during that time? I can't say I I did anything specifically. Just my husband was my therapist, poor guy. (laughs) Well, and sometimes it's just like sitting with them and being like, yeah, this really sucks right now. And I'm sorry, but this is what I have to do. Yeah. It just got to that point. I mean, I'll do what I have to do. I just, I'm sorry to let people down. I'm going to have to, we'll sell the house if we need to. I, I just can't keep doing this. So it sounds like your, your partner was a huge instrumental part in helping through this transition. Did he have any husbandly advice that he gave you that you still remember to this day? I, I can't remember anything specific that he said. 
All I know is he supported me. He believed in me. His attitude was he believed in me. I said, you know, I I think I can do a better job than this. I want to leave. I want to take a little time off. And then I want to start my own practice. And he said, do it. And I could tell he believed in me. And that meant everything. It meant everything. You know, our relationship is stronger because of it. So you recognize that you're burned out. You tried to exhaust all the different options. It finally got to the point where it was like, okay, I've done everything that I personally can do. This is no longer a me problem. This is a you problem. And I need to leave. And so then you took a break to lick your wounds, heal, regroup. And then what did you do? You know, yeah, I organized the pantry and, you know, did all the laundry and, you know, and then I'm like, damn it, you know, I was born to be a doctor. That's right. You know, it's my calling. I was good at it. I enjoyed it. So I just, you know, it was the things beyond my control that I I didn't like anymore. So I decided, well, I'm going to figure out how to open my own practice. And I sat down and I Googled what's an HMO and I figured out how to apply for insurance and... (laughs) Got some privileges at a new hospital and found a place to sublease and you know and I figured it out you know and it's it's not that hard it's just it's just some work that's all and it's fear don't you think that's what keeps us frozen in place is like just the the guttural feeling of fear of oh shit what am I doing completely you know when you work for a big organization they keep you in the dark about you know insurance and how money is made and all of that and it, you know and I think it's very obvious why they do that they don't want to make it easy for you to leave but you know gosh you, you got through med school you got through residency you can you can open a practice people have done it it's it's not impossible and I just looked at it. It's like anything else. It's maybe, maybe it's a, a thousand steps to get there. Well, you just start taking them, you know, start taking each step and see what you see, how far you can get, you know, yep. well, that's how I looked at it. At least. And I always tell people, it's not if you burn out again, when you burn out again, what tips do you have for yourself to make sure that you're not overworking and, and not feeling like that you're on the treadmill? What do you do to keep yourself balanced now? Prioritize. Keep your priorities straight. It's number one. So, you know, my health has to come first. My time with my family has to come first. And then I think about the business and running the practice and, you know, setting the hours that I want to work and things like that. But keeping the priorities straight. And that's what I like about what I'm doing now is I can do that. I, I have complete control over my schedule. I can be at all the the sporting events and the, you know, Halloween parade and whatnot. You know, I can be there. And I don't feel so overwhelmed because I can control that if I need to. So that autonomy is huge. It's huge. It's that's everything. I didn't realize I was a control freak. I think I might be a little bit of a control freak. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, one of the things you wrote into me when I asked, you know, what do you want listeners to really in their hearts know and do after hearing your story is you talked about options. Can you explain that a little bit more? Yes. Oh, gosh, I feel like so so much of healthcare is is, you know, governed by these big, you know, healthcare organizations now. And you get in these very, you get pigeonholed other options. You know, you, you can leave, you know, and people, oh, private practice is dead or they, that, that is not true. <laughs> you can absolutely start your own private practice. You can, you stop and do locums. You can go other places. Doctors are marketable. We are smart. We're intelligent. It's, you know, we can do whatever we want. We really can. And you can do whatever you want in your own specialty too. You know, you can, you don't have to do everything. 
you know, like I decided, well, I, I just don't want to be up at night delivering babies anymore. So I can just do gynecology. I can operate as much or as little as I want to, you know, you can find what you like and focus on that more. And that's brought me a lot of peace too. Yeah. And I think it translates to, to our friends in law, to our people who are in so many other domains in the work sphere too, is like, you have some special sauce and you can take that to the people who really want it and not just feel like a cog in the wheel. Yes, absolutely. I think sometimes we feel like, oh, we're so, you know, easily replaceable, but it's not an infinite source of people that can replace you. It's just not. And, you know, you've got to know that you are, are important. You are worth it. You know, you just. I think the biggest thing for me too, our stories are so similar. It's eerie, but it is going from the big corporate down to, I now run an FQHC where we maybe see between 200 and 300 people a month is we're doing really good work for those people. And, yeah. and actually it's okay that we don't churn and burn numbers, that we take our time with them. Yeah. I would love to, of course, have a bigger impact, but this is what I can do with what I have at this time. Yeah. I'm remembering that. I'm enjoying that too. I take way more time with a patient than I, I used to get before. It used to be a 15 minute visit. And I know I didn't address half the stuff they wanted to get to, you know, and, and now I can sit and talk with people and, you know, I can make my hours what I want them to be. And I can communicate directly with my patients better. It's, I feel way better about the care I'm giving way better. Well, Dr. Wallowick, I am so excited to blast out your practice so people can see that it's a real deal thing and that no matter, you know, what those dreams are, that you can continue to follow that thing in your heart. You know, maybe there's somebody out there who's listening that is like, you know, I got into this career and it was what I loved and now it's absolutely sucking the soul out of me. And I think you're an inspiration to show that, you know, you can back out and like go in a different avenue and try again. You really can't. There are options. There really are. You know, it's it's terrible to feel stuck. I know what that feels like. And sometimes you just can't see out of it. But once you kind of slow down and reevaluate how you feel about things, then then those options open up. Then you'll know what you really want to do in life. Well, I have to tell you, the badass in me honors the badass in you. Thank you, friend. Thank you. Huge compliment. Thank you, friend. I enjoy it. Thank you. Friend, thanks for hanging with me here on Burnt Out to Badass. Are you ready to get more than what the podcast has? Well, I want to tell you, I have an online course, same name, Burnt Out to Badass with Dr. Aaron Wiseman, that you can do all on your own. I love it because you learn all the important shit that they didn't teach us in graduate school how to rest and recover properly, harnessing your perfectionism and using it as a superpower eliminating jealousy, insecurity, and the grass is always greener mentality. You get help with conquering imposter syndrome, establishing clear boundaries and sticking to them, and overcoming your overwhelm. It's 12 jam-packed modules of this online course that you can move through at your own pace and can refer back to as much as you want to. The other great thing is, is you'll join the Badass Slack group, and I will be in my DMs for any question, comments, or chitty chat. Can't wait to see you in there. The Badass in Me honors the Badass in You.
whether you're a physician or not, just remember you do have options and you have done hard things before and you can continue to do hard things. People might not understand your decisions on what you choose to do, but you have this life, you have choices, and you can do whatever you damn well want. If you want to see more from Dr. Wallowick, head over to Instagram at Wallowick Women's Health. She also has a Facebook page and a website, all the same name, you can check out in the show notes. Friends, thanks so much. If you need additional support and help, please pop over to the Aaron Wiseman Badass Slack group. That's where we're having real-life conversations around everything life, work, kids, fur animals, everything. And most importantly, it's real people giving real advice and real encouragement. So sending you off into the world, remember the badass in me honors the badass in you. See ya.